0: Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James, the exploding unicorn, breakware. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash,
1: Rinkeliebs. Hello.
0: I'm Steve of the Future. As you can tell, Steve of your time has cryogenically frozen his brain and implanted it into this much better looking android. But the Steve of your time and the Steve of this time have different worlds. For example, we've evolved as a society. We only drive stick shift vehicles now. (coughs) Far more fun. We only listen to hair metal bands, the greatest music to ever been made. And uh, the one major advancement, which was an edict issued by the government of the world, one governing body now, is we have abolished all semblance of James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell from the annals of history, and we're better for it. So you now are watching perhaps the last gasp of James Breakwell through this podcast, Wrong and Wronger, and enjoy him while you can, because he's here now right next to me. James, how are you doing tonight, man?
1: It is so hard to get a screen cap for the cover of this video, because every every single frame is just me looking at the screen in disgust and horror at, at whatever's coming out of your mouth. Well, you have reached the podcast that has nothing to do with
0: disgust or horror, at least on this half of the screen. It's Wrong and Wronger, where we argue about topics that mean nothing to nobody, but both of you somehow show up every week and continue to egg us on. And James, what have we got going tonight?
1: We have an excellent topic that is definitely worth debating, despite what Steve might say. And the topic <laughs> is this. Should you put on your deodorant before or after you put on your shirt? Yeah, I went there.
0: What kind of psychopath would do it the wrong way?
1: Yeah, that's what I want to know. We're going to find out.
0: <laughs> well, what are you... By the way, I have not since last week returned home. I've been out 16 <laughs> of the last 21 days. I've been in like... 15 different hotels, and I, I still have the Wyoming quarter of fate from last week. I haven't spent it. I'm kind of cheap when I'm on the road. But, what? James, a couple of pieces of business before we get there. One is we've got to stop the interns from lying on your behalf because, <laughs> frankly, it's getting a little bit disturbing on this end. I think you know what I mean.
1: I've won, like, nine out of the last ten weeks. It's an insane <laughs> record, and, it's, and I'm sure it's not a coincidence as I continue winning you continue to insult the interns, who in turn say I won by even more, but they're using facts and figures. <laughs> like, you could double check their math if you had even the slightest bit of initiative, which you absolutely don't. You will just take their word for it, even as you disagree with their numbers.
0: <clears throat> James, as you well know tonight, numbers are not my forte necessarily. Oh my
1: oh my God. <laughs> what was going on? You you tell me to call you at the seedy hotel room and it goes to nowhere. And just. <laughs> First then I, then I had to fight. Okay just, What's the story Tell me why you can't Put down seven numbers In a row <laughs> <laughs>
0: The hotel room is a little seedy looking, as you can see behind me, but I'm at a golf resort in Ellicott City, Maryland, so it's a nice place with a weirdly like 1960s Mickey Spillane movie motif, but the problem is the room is kind of dark, and I'm not a spring chicken anymore. I'm not a youngster like James Breakwell, so as I look at the phone... (laughs) The numbers are like microscopic. This is the kind of font that I would need a jeweler's loop to actually read. So I thought I gave you the seven correct numbers. I needed to use the light on my phone to light the darn thing up when you told me the first number didn't work. So I got the second number right. I don't know what's going on. I can't see anymore
1: you are basically a thousand years old like i don't know how every week you don't just broadcast from your room in the nursing home i mean that's that's basically the point you've got to maybe you need you need like a a a personal nurse in the room with you at all times to help you with the the broadcast maybe maybe then you'd occasionally win once in a while i'm i'm now beating up on a senior citizen i don't i don't feel bad about that i'm just i'm just saying facts here it it is i'll take what wins i can well, I understand having no soul would require
0: yeah, it, that you don't feel yeah. bad about anything. <laughs> and Speaking of, I do want to give you a compliment, and I know we haven't hit that part of the program yet, but I'm going to force it because right. you wrote one of the greatest lines in Americana with your newsletter this week. I haven't well, written it out <laughs> because I it. it's just as one that I wish was a little shorter. I'd put it on a T-shirt, but yeah. it's... Um, Let's see, there's a threshold where you fail at adulthood so badly that people with skills actually feel sorry for you. Yes. (laughs) It's a complete encapsulation of Breakwell's life.
1: Yeah, I thought you were going to say you related to it because you too failed at adulthood, but I guess not. I guess you were just using my own words to insult me, so thank you for that. <laughs> You're not even creative enough to come up with your own insults. Now you have to use my insults back against me. But yes, I did. I did write that great line of Americana, thereby making the world a better place by being so bad at adulthood. But as you can hear in the background, my furnace is running, so it, it worked. It's a good stra- It's a good survival strategy. Just be so pathetic that people want to help you.
0: And I like that the second lap was you turned it off, turned it on, and it kicked up again. So good on you. You've yeah, figured it, out
1: life. It's it's a week later, and it's still running just fine for free. So <laughs> I have no idea. HVAC. Yeah. I, I, I Basically, I, I, I'm certified. I should go fix other people's furnaces. I'll just turn them <laughs> off and turn them on again and see if that works. It'll solve all the problems. And well, I,
0: fabulous. And as I, always, get Breakwell's newsletter every week. It's great.
1: And I have a compliment for you. I would like to compliment you for having no need of owning a house, yet owning one the size of, like, six normal houses. Like, why do you even have that place? Was it in there's a, that, that uh, George Clooney movie, like, Up in the Air, where he doesn't even have a house. He just, he just stays in hotels when he's on vacation because he travels, like, 350 days a year. That could be you. And maybe your wife wants that to be you. Maybe that's the hint. She's like, I need this big house for me. Don't bother. You don't need keys. I'm not going to give you the address. You just keep traveling.
0: Well, first of all, Clooney is home for 42 miserable days a year. I've almost memorized (laughs) that movie. And it's funny you bring it up because I relate to every aspect other than nailing some other chick on the road but that is all about life on the road and i know exactly what that's like and by the way i don't have a key to our house because my wife installed one of those codes on the back door so i just need to know the number and i can get in so not so good with numbers so
1: i don't know (laughs) that was your subtle way of keeping you out
0: it's true in the dark i can't see the keypad James, my life is a series of revolving events that just continue to vex me. Well,
1: it does explain the vultures that live on top of your house, though. I just picture you <laughs> in the dark, futilely <laughs> pounding on that keypad as you get weaker and weaker. One last thing. We did
0: get a thumbs down last week, and I put a pox on whatever one of you keeps <laughs> giving us that thumbs down. A pox on you and your family, kind sir or madam. That's all.
1: Okay. Well, good. Thank you for starting out threatening our four viewers. That's that's good. That's a good way to go with that. I did. Uh, I upgraded my my website finally. I I was trying to create like a separate post for every one of our wrong and wronger and ten minutes to save your marriage episodes. And I finally gave up. It was, I was like 60 episodes behind. And so I just put a link directly to Stitcher and SoundCloud and YouTube, and it's done. So it's updated automatically, and they no longer have their own posts. So I have, I have solved a problem by putting even less time into this podcast than before. And I am very proud of it. Hit them with your website, just in case. Explodingunicorn.com is that with the E or without the E? It is both. Both will get you there, but it's supposed to oh, be with no the kidding. E. Oh, no kidding. You got both of those domains. how do that? I took care I I paid the 10 bucks, Steve. I was rolling in it that year. I was like, you know what? I want both spellings. So nobody ran out and grabbed the other one when you took the first one, huh? I took these back when I was even more non-famous than I am now. I mean, my cloak <laughs> of anonymity is just so powerful.
0: Wow. All right. So explodingunicorn.com. And we have that barn burner of a topic. Do you put deodorant on before you put your shirt on or after you put your shirt on? Which I have to picture that in my head. But James, what shall the two sides of the (laughs) Wyoming substitute quarter of fate mean for you?
1: All right. If it is heads, I'm arguing deodorant before the shirt. If it's tails, I'm arguing after the shirt. All right,
0: heads is like normal people and tails is like <laughs> can't, insane people. You can't bias it, oh, the quarter.
1: Dang, dang it. It's heads. <laughs> this is
0: my life. This is the This so, could not have happened any other way. So you we have, have yeah, fine.
1: Which which one do I have again, do I have? You have, I have
0: before you put your shirt on.
1: Okay, that's, okay. This is for people who like to live dangerously. So you've got, you gotta have access. So why would you put on your shirt and then put deodorant on? Cause then you've got it. you're like going through a cloth cave to get the deodorant up to your armpit. Like you're, there's so much risk. You're gonna get deodorant all over the inside of your shirt. You can't see what you're doing. You put on your deodorant when you're shirtless, when you're free, when you have full exposed, easy access to your your armpits and you put on exactly the right amount with your full range of motion without the danger of getting it on your shirt and then after you put the deodorant exactly where it belongs you carefully put on your shirt without getting any deodorant on it whatsoever and life just makes sense you smell great your shirt looks great people want to be around you you have friends basically it's an entire lifestyle that you wouldn't know anything about what do you have against that?
0: Well, James, first of all, you kept saying put deodorant where it belongs, and I don't know what kind of seepage or leakage issues (laughs) you have going on to the rest of your body. I mean, when you've got the the pelt of a llama across your back, it might start to spread, but no, what you don't want to do, see, here's where you have it wrong that you're talking, you're saying if you put it on after your shirt, you get it on your shirt. I'm yeah. saying you don't put it on over your shirt. The reason you put your shirt on first is that you don't so that you don't drag your shirt through your armpit and smear that deodorant all over it. I've had that happen. It, it actually happened recently. And Mrs. Steve said, you got a deodorant on your shirt. And I said, I don't care. And she said, you're going to change the shirt. And I said, I'm the man of the house. I shall not. And anyway, when I was when I was wearing the different shirt, I noticed that it probably would have been a better idea to have put it on afterwards because then, as you're getting that shirt over your head and over your arms, it's not running itself through your armpit, which can happen without your knowledge. Some things, James Breakwell, do happen without you being aware of them. Half of this podcast, for example. <laughs> but the other reason. <laughs> is in case you decide to change shirts. Like, have you ever put a shirt on and took a look in the mirror, and then you kind of do the thing where you turn sideways, and then you look at your butt with the shirt kind of hanging over, and you decide it's just not the right outfit for you? Might not be the right look. It might not be the right fabric. I look great in all
1: shirts, Steve. I look great in all shirts, (laughs) so I cannot relate to this story at all.
0: James, I will say this. You look the same in all the shirts. And I'm just going to leave it at that. But, that uh, if you decide to change your shirt and you put the deodorant on first, now you got deodorant kind of mashed into a shirt that you try to put back in the drawer and it's weird. So if you wait till you get the right look, you put the deodorant on, you just kind of lift the shirt up for a second. Now everything is clean and presentable. And James, I know that is a foreign concept to you. And so we may never agree on this topic.
1: No, we won't because once again I'm right and you're wrong which seems to be a, a theme with this podcast we shouldn't have named it wrong and wrong or we should have just named it Steve is wronger and that would have made entirely more sense it would have saved us the hassle of voting at all like I get the impression that you're applying this paint this this deodorant with like a paint roller it's just going everywhere I'm like I'm like a sniper with this deodorant I get it exactly Ooh, wow. where it needs to be with no collateral damage there is no splash zone it goes right where it needs to be and if it goes right where it needs to be your armpits don't go all over the shirt you know you just you keep your arms in to fit through the tunnel that is the shirt and you get it on and and it fits and it works and you have minimal exposure to that deodorant i i don't know what you're doing with it yeah you're probably one of those monsters if i had to guess i bet you use the the liquid deodorant stuff that made that it's super cold (laughs) or maybe even the spray (laughs) deodorant that's like I don't know. I've only ever seen one or two people in my entire life use that aerosol can deodorant, and one of them was on a Boy Uh, Scout campout, and it like went off in his tent and temporarily blinded him. Like that stuff is dangerous. But the second most hang out with the Boy Scouts—they're dangerous, man. Don't ever hang out with Boy Scouts. But the second most dangerous type of deodorant is any deodorant you put on after you've put on your shirt, because then your outfit is all set for the day. And you just got to be decisive. You don't, you don't be taking on and off your shirts. I mean, you own these shirts. You've seen yourself in these shirts before. You no. know what they look like. i forgot i forgot Moneybag steve over here has 95 shirts he wears them (laughs) each once and then throws them in the fire so they don't have to be worn (laughs) a second time but for those of us out here in america living like the common folk we know what our shirts look like we put it on once and we're good to go for the day till it goes in the wash Mm. and we put on our deodorant before the shirt goes on because the most important thing is getting the deodorant correctly applied where it needs to go And then putting on the shirt like a person and not some kind of Tasmanian devil who just rubs his armpits all over everything in a spinning (laughs) mess.
0: Well, it's how I spread my musk. And James, you're built like a ballpoint pen. And so for you to get those arms through the armholes, it's like not a big deal for you. You're more of a cornstalk. You're a little taller than a pen. But for those of us that have a little muscle mass in our upper body, like, there is friction going through that shirt. And it can create a little bit of rubbish as the shirt is going through. Rubbage? You wouldn't know anything about that. And so I, I don't even know why I'm explaining this to you. That... Uh, Anyway, roll the dice and get the people out of here so we can get on with our good lives, sir.
1: I look forward to win number 97 in a row on this one. If you want to vote for putting on your deodorant before you put on your shirt, vote for 97 and victory in the American way. If wow, you want,
0: ninety-seven in a row, and you rolled ninety-seven. How, how serendipitous that? That's is that?
1: Mental power, right there. If you want to be a gross, disgusting Steve surrogate, <laughs> vote for fifty and putting on your deodorant after you put on your shirt. And if you want to throw your vote away, vote for thirty-seven.
0: All right. Two of the wrong votes end in seven. That's all you need to know. Seven is unlucky this week. Just go for the straight 50-50 Steve vote. You know that you enjoy playing those games. So vote for James and putting deodorant on in a way that'll splooch it all over your wardrobe. That's fine. You can do that, and you will all be, like, embarrassed when you're on the city bus. Me, I can go anywhere with confidence. Raise my arm because I'm sure with 50. And until next week, you can be sure we will be back again entertaining you with all of our. With our uh, titillating repartee. And until then, this is Steve Elise, Dr. Steve, for James the Exploding and somewhat semi outraged All the Time Unicorn <laughs> Breakwell saying, Thank you for listening, thanks for watching, and remember, two wrongs can make a right.